This is the Entrepreneur Podcast with Amy and Jeff. We're a husband and wife team that has started and scaled salons in multiple markets, each with its own unique starting point. We launch each business with core strategies and by always staying true to our vision and brand. Tune in for ideas and inspiration on how to achieve wealth in your salon business, relationships, and family. Welcome back to The Salontrepreneur. I'm your host, Amy Stebbins, and I'm really excited today because we're going to talk about hiring. Hiring. Hiring, yes. And we're, we're doing this nonstop right now. I'm interviewing a lot of stylists, and um, so we came up with a plan for the three key um, pieces to make us successful in the hiring process. Right, Jeff? Right. Yeah. Having been through this many times, hiring is always one of the hardest things to do because you, you want the perfect person. You want the ideal stylist to be who you hire. You're making that commitment to them. They're making that commitment to you. It's really important to get things dialed in. And so today, those three key steps are what we're going to talk about. And I think the first one, back to our initial vision conversation for how to build your business, is making sure that that stylist is on brand and, and fits for exactly what the salon is. Talk about that. Yeah, um, so important. I mean, we've talked about this before too. Knowing what your brand is, the most important thing ever mm -hmm. because it's in all of the other steps of the process, right? And so right. now we're in the hiring step and we know what our brand is. Um, and so once, because we know that, it makes the hiring process easier. And, and it also weeds out a lot of people that don't fit the brand. Right. Yep. And what I mean by fitting the brand is, I mean, we're a luxury salon. We do extensions and colors, a lot of blondes here. Um, so do you fit that part? Have you done that in the past? Are these things that you're good at? Do you have the skills in any of those areas? Um, or am I looking for somebody to train that's, that wants to be, you know, doing extensions and blondes and right. um, all that kind of stuff. So just knowing what your brand is, we'll know you know what your team is going to look like. Right. Well, and I think that's been a big part for us and, and every salon is different. So this one yes. very focused on what the brand is very focused on what the vision is. We've had bigger salons that had more of a variety, but the walk-in traffic was really high. So there's another set of skills that mm -hmm. we're looking for there and maybe no extensions would show up. So again, if there's not a reason to have an extension stylist, you don't need to be hiring that person because that's not who's going to be coming through the door right. depending on that salon. And I, I think the other part we learned is, it, making sure they're on brand, it doesn't make it. Somebody could come in and have the just a great personality, all the skills in the world, just be awesome, but just doesn't do what this salon does. And I think yeah. in the past, anybody that we thought had really great energy, really cool vibe, really awesome set of skills and history, we're like awesome. And then they couldn't, we couldn't find clients that actually fit no. for what they did best. So that I think is a big part of making sure they're on brand is do they really fit? Are they going to excel? in the type of clients that we have walking through the door. Yeah. And not just for the salon, for the stylist too. Right. You know, I mean, I don't want to set a stylist, a stylist up to be disappointed or fail, um, in the position either, you know, can they, they can't do any of the clients that are new clients. The demand is there, but they don't fit the brand. So they can't do them. They can't perform. And you know, I thought they could, or I wanted to force them into it. 
And that's not fun. That's not a good situation. So either they'll leave or I'm going to be training a lot and maybe I didn't have time for it or maybe I didn't make time for that. Right. Um, so that's why it's really important to just know right away in the interview. And I fall into this a lot. People pull on my heartstrings and I really like them and I want to hire them and I think they're great, a great person. Um, they're just not the right fit for the salon. And so it's better to tell them sooner than later because then they might have an opportunity that maybe they're doing interviews and maybe there's another interview that they liked as well and they did well at and they could have the job there, you know, instead right. of me taking them away from that, hiring them for a month and then they lost out on that opportunity too. And honestly, I, I, at this point, I don't feel so bad um, because that's not what we market to. We market to a specific uh, clientele and if they do their homework before they come in, they will already know that. So they'll know if they're the right fit or not. Right. Um, and so, so will I. Right. I think that's the next key is making sure the stylists are selling you, not you selling the stylists on the salon. Yeah. You've invested to create this business. You've got the vision. You've got the capabilities. You know what the ideal stylist looks like. And they come in asking you 50 questions about what you can do for them. I think in the interviewing process, it, it certainly is a 50-50 thing where you want both parties to be happy. But we started hiring people that actually wanted this more than anything. And that makes it so much easier for everybody to have success. Yeah, you want them to be excited about the opportunity to work here. This industry is is different now, you know, so you have to evolve with that too. I mean, when I started off, it wasn't like this. There, were, there weren't that the Sola Suites were non-existent. They were, there was no one doing booth rental. Right. And now, I mean, they're everywhere, right? And so you, you got to tell them the opportunities here, but I'm not going to sell myself. You have to want to be here too. Right. We want people that are genuinely excited about, yes. about the opportunity versus I'm just looking for a better rental rate or I'm just looking for a better commission rate right. or, you know, it's just another, it's just another thing. There has to be, there has to appear to be that passion in that interview. And otherwise it's a no hire. Right. I mean, they, again, they can have a great book of business, but if it's really just a numbers thing and you're trying to grow a salon, you're setting up the ba a bad foundation. Yeah, I don't think it's a trade-off situation and I feel very passionate about my business and the salon that we've grown and and so it's not going to be, you know, this versus that just a price difference or a pay difference. That's not going to be the, you know, the ultimately fa factor for these stylists in my opinion and it shouldn't right. be. Right. right? Um and so and I and any salon owner should feel this way. You know, we we put a lot of effort and work into our businesses. And so we want the right people there. We want them to want to be there and um, things should speak for themselves and the stylist should be really excited. Yeah, I agree. So make sure they're on brand. Yeah. Don't sell the stylist. The stylist sells, the stylist, man, that's hard to say. The stylist sells you <laughs> by the seashore. And then the third one is make sure that you're hiring people that are professional. They're yes. showing up professional. They're, they're, Acumen is professional. Yeah. That's a big part, right? It's a big part for me. And maybe, you know, m maybe there's like a, a really industrial uh, space that you're going to that's a barbershop, super edgy, super. And so maybe like coming in with booty shorts is okay. And that might be the vibe there. And that might be on brand, but it definitely isn't for me. Right. And I've had that in the interviews here. I mean, I've only had it once, but I had it, you know. So to me, it's like, you don't know my brand. Um, we're luxury. So luxury doesn't say booty shorts to me. Right. I mean, she looked cute in them, but like, Except it's for luxury not booty shorts, luxury booty shorts. <laughs> Is there such a thing? I don't know. Either way. Like, I think, you know, it goes back to being on brand and knowing where you're going, what interview you're doing and being ready, 
being a professional because that's right. the, the clients that I have are they're professional. They're looking for the luxury because we stress that in our marketing. And so I want you to, to show me that you can handle the clientele that I bring in. Right. And I'm not saying everybody uh, on staff, all, the team here, I'm not saying we're all the same because we're not. And that's boring. And that's not a stylist I would want e either. The culture in the salon has to vibe. We have to mesh for the sake of the clients and, and the work, honestly. Right. And so I love personality. I love style within your brand. Sure. We've got through. They are on brand. They're stoked to be a part of this salon. That's going great. They showed up dressed to impress for the type of salon that you run. Yes. Everything seems to be vibing. What is the process that you go through to actually run the interview? What types of questions are you typically asking in that interview? Yeah. And the interview process I have changed over the years um, to being a little bit more relaxed. I mean, not relaxed in the fact of, like I said, I still want you to be professional, dress professional, have your resume, do all those things. But relaxed in the fact that I'm not going to have a clipboard with this, 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 and this. I know what questions I'm going to ask, the key questions that I need. I want you to be prepared, but I don't want it to be so stuffy that it, it doesn't even feel comfortable because this industry has kind of gave... Um, or has changed a lot of stylists' mind thinking that it's super flexible, super, and that's the vibe that I actually do have in the culture with my team so mm -hmm. that everybody's happy. But so I'm, it's, it's, it's a chill interview. Um, nobody feels like they're on blast. I don't want them to be uncomfortable, but at the same time, I will ask you, uh, my first question is why did you want to have an interview at this salon? Super important. Um, because I want them to know, I want them to be excited. I want them to know exactly why they chose this salon. If they don't, it tells me they're probably picking a lot of salons to interview at right. and they're just looking for a job. This is not a job. This is a career. Uh, so that's, that's my first question. I want them to say things like, I love that you do blondes. I specialize in blondes or I want to do more blondes. Um, my current situation doesn't have those or I love extensions or I'm getting into extensions or can I be taught extensions here? All, all of those things are really good for mm -hmm. my culture. No, I think that's a great question is why, why did you want to interview here in the first place? And if they don't have an answer that shows they did any research whatsoever, that's a big red X as far right. as I'm concerned. Yeah. All right. So they, they answer that question. Well, okay. then what do you hit them with? Then I, then I go into skill set. Obviously I have to know, do you have the skills to work here? Um, so what experience do you have? How long have you been doing hair? Do you, what do you specialize in or what do you think you're really good at? Um, I go down the product breakdown, obviously, what color lines have you used, uh, retail products, so on and so forth. And then I also want to know, have you had any education in the last, you know, five, 10 years, whatever, however long they've been doing hair, um, whether it's at the place that they're at or have they ventured out on their own right. and paid for their own education? So have they invested back into their career Yeah, is, is really important. I, I think that is. And especially now, there's so much education like stuff we do for this right. entrepreneur. There's obviously lots of technical classes that are out there. There's always something, even if it's web-based, there's always some type of training. Right. And if you haven't done any in the last two years, I mean, we talked about this before, even to start this salon, you did all kinds of different training classes. You're constantly investing yes. in yourself. And even as you work on the business more, you're still taking trainings and doing other things to advance your skill set. It never stops. The learning should never stop. In this industry, the, 
the styles change. And so there's always something new that you should be getting up to speed. So if you're hiring people that haven't done training in five years or 10 years, again, depending on the type of salon, I'd say nine times out of 10, they're probably not a good fit because they, I don't know, they just don't have that thing that tells you, yeah, they're, they're really looking to invest back in themselves. So are they going to invest in your business and making sure that the client experience is great, the the services are great, all those things. And that's how we have evolved, you know, like, I mean, if it's, and now, granted, some people have only been doing hair a year or so. I mean, I don't expect them to have taken 100 courses. It right. is expensive. You know, they haven't even started that career path to make enough money to support some of these classes. I get it. Um, but if you're a seasoned stylist and you're just going to work, checking in, checking out, going home and not doing it, even online training. I mean, I'm not saying you have to go physically to a class. Right. But these things take time. They take money. Um, but it shows me that you want more. And we get, we get stale. We get bored in this career if you don't. And I don't mind taking the courses so that I can bring them back to the stylist too and staying up on my skills because I am in education and I want to teach the salon too. Mm-hmm. But the, we learn from each other. I'm not the only one. You know, I, want, I would love it if they bring something to the table too that I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I haven't seen that technique before. Can you teach right. me? You know, and that's where you create the ultimate culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have they had any training why, why did they interview here in the first place? Mm-hmm. What, what are their skill sets? What's their dream type of clientele? Do you talk about money at all in the first interview? Yeah, I do. I mean, that's what, I mean, we all need to make money, right? I mean, this is as much as I love my space and it's great and we have a great clientele and all that. I mean, ultimately everybody want, needs to make money, right? right. Um, so yeah, I do. And they might ask or I'll bring it up. Depends on Uh, where we're at in the interview. When I ask them if they have questions, that might be one of their questions. Um, I'm not going to tell them what I'm willing to give, offer them at this point, because for one, I'm not even sure that they're going to come on board yet. I usually go back, talk, usually talk to you. We think about it. We talk about the skill set, all, all those kind of things. And then we come up with a plan. Right. So I'm not, I'm not always going to just put it out there, but I will ask you, what are your pay expectations? Because some people are so far from what I can even reach, you know, right. it's unrealistic. I don't, I don't even entertain that because I'm not going to, and I'm not going to probably find common ground with them. We're not going to come all the way down to what my level would be. Right. Um, but you know, and if it's lower and I think they're worth more, I'll give them more too that, you know, so we can go both ways, but it, it's a really important question and it's worked so well for me. Um, so I always go into that. I always ask them, then they feel also in control of their destiny and their job and their position. If they do come up with a number that I can, I can match. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the independent part of the stylist being at a commission salon. You know, they feel good about it. They're like kind of building their dream career by themselves with the, with a cool team to help, you know? Right. Well, I think that's one of the other interesting questions you ask is what is your dream schedule or what is yes. your ideal schedule? Why do you ask that question? Yeah, because I mean, again, this industry has changed so much. You know, and everybody's worried about somebody leaving for a rental situation or how do I get somebody in here or how, how do I not get this large walkout? Well, give them a little bit of independence. You know, I mean, there would be no reason unless the vibe in the salon just doesn't match theirs that they would ever leave if you can accommodate their dream schedule and pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else? You know, we already know that they like the space. I mean, we've all talked about that. Right. So unless there's like a weird energy I don't see any reasons, you know? So I like to keep the line of communication completely open. Mm -hmm. And that starts in the interview. Um, When I ask them what 
what their pay expectations are and their dream schedule is. I mean, that, that right there tells them like, oh, she, she might be a little flexible. She might, you know, be easy to talk to. And um, that's really what you want because then if, if things aren't going well, then they'll come to you. Or if things are going really well, they're going to come to you too. You know, you want to hear both sides. Right. Um, so I'll ask them that. And, you know, I'll always tell them, give me your ideal uh, schedule. And they'll go, oh my gosh, really? And they'll get, they'll get pretty excited about it. And I'll say, yes, because if I can accommodate it, if you come aboard and I can accommodate it, I will. And I'm like, and if we need to adjust, I'll ask you if you can pick up this day or that day, you know, we'll, right. we'll swap days. So, um, so it's works really good for me because most people are pretty realistic. You know, they'll say, well, I don't really want to work Saturdays, but can I do every other or something? And that's great. Right. Well, and I think you talked about the dream clientele, the dream schedule, ideal pay. It, it goes back to the vision conversation we always have. We have a vision for the right type of stylist that can deliver incredible services and an incredible client experience. Now they're coming in with their vision of what the ideal job is, what the ideal pay is scenario. And if both visions are matching together, then all of a sudden you have what I think equates to long-term success. you you mentioned this before, you're finding a place where they're likely going to stay for a very, very long time. And if we look at the lifetime value of clientele, it's the same on, on the stylist side of things. We want people that have a career here, that it is their place, that it is part of the team that we can grow and making sure that all those boxes are checked and we're actually meeting a lot of their expectations is a great way to make sure that day one, everybody's happy and there's a great opportunity for uh, success and upside in the long term. Yeah, it it really does. And then also it it eliminates like that catty little stuff where they go to the other stylists on the team's like, so what are you making? What do you do? Like they don't care as much because they basically picked what they, what they wanted, you know, and right. we came to a common ground. So I don't, I don't have that, you know, everybody's just happy and we're fun. And it's like, it's really good. It's a really nice salon family. Um, and, and that's what you want. Yeah. No, I think with the salons that we've done following those interview questions, there, there's one other key part though, that we added that I think is mm-hmm. a game changer. And that was, going through sort of a, a mock consultation. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah. In, in, our, in the salon industry, it's really hard to do an interview and actually they can tell you I'm an amazing uh, colorist. I do tons of blondes. I can do this, that, and you, you kind of have to take it sometimes unless you have a training program afterwards. And, and sometimes you need them to like get on the floor ASAP. So you don't really have time to like go, we're going to have a two week training. And it's like, you're my only other stylist and I need you, you know? <laughs> right. So we can do what we can do in the interview. And one really good thing, cause any successful stylist would be awesome at the consultation. And so we role play. Now, again, I know some seasoned stylists might roll their eyes at this or think that this beneath them, but it tells the salon owner so much. Mm-hmm. And they might learn a thing or two as well, because I'm going to go over things after that, that they should incorporate or do if they aren't currently. Right. And so, um, yeah, so I, I'm their client. I'm their first client at the salon here. And, uh, we go through the whole consultation process. You know, that's, that's what they're going to be doing all day long. Cause all their clients are going to, a lot of their clients are going to be new unless they bring on some. Right. Um, so I need to see how do they interact with clients? Do they ask them the right cl- questions so that it can lead to a successful end result? Awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's still different when you're dealing with people yes. and you need to have that rapport and they, you need to build that trust in that initial consultation. If they can't do that, even if their technical skills are off the charts, it, that's a tough thing to train on is being good yes. at consultations. The technical stuff we can train on. We can get people better. We can get people faster. But if they have that 
understanding of how to honestly teach each client what they're going to do or what their recommendations are, that's a really important skill to have. And I think one of the boxes that must be checked as far as we're concerned. Yeah. And I mean, that's a whole training on itself, right? I mean, and I've went through that training. I taught that training before. So, I mean, it's really important. And when I get the stylist and we go through that, it tells me so much. It tells me whatever they told me at the beginning, whether it's right or wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's kind of fun. I mean, then then it kind of lightens up the mood a little bit. They kind of can relax because I can be whatever kind of client I want to be to that person, right. depending upon how they're feeling. Um, but it's really important. And mannequins, yes, we do work on mannequins. But that's usually once they're already on, on board. You know, there's certain skills they need. But mannequins are hard. I mean, you need a training to work on a mannequin, like how to work with a mannequin head. Right. It's it's not easy. So I think this adding this to the uh, to the initial interview is important. Yeah. So I start with a phone interview, then I go in-person interview, and then we add those key steps. Awesome. Then you hire them and we've got onboarding, we've got training, we've got all of the other pieces to the equation. But I think us honing in on what that key stylist needs to look like, making sure that we're not just hiring to hire. If, If they can meet these expectations that we've set out in those three keys, they're on brand, they're excited to work here. They're, they're selling themselves and they really want to be a part of what's being created and they're making sure they're showing up pro and ready to go. If you've got that, they pass the consultation, their vision for pay and schedule and all that, we can get pretty close on those things. Yeah. We've, we've started off in just such a great spot, I think for everybody, because it, it, it has to be a win-win scenario. And like you mentioned, everybody's trying to make money. Everybody's trying to find that work-life balance. Getting all that out day one on the interview tells everybody where we're at and it's just a much higher level of transparency and a much higher level of success. Yeah. Cause I want that for them as well. And obviously in a commission-based salon, I mean, we're a team and if they're making money, the salon's usually making money as well. And, and so everybody's happy. Right. It's a win-win and that's why you hire people. Um, the key thing is just don't hire too fast. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, cause I, I said that when I got into the salon, I'm like, I, I don't care if it's just me, if there's an inequality stylist to fit the brand. Right. Um, obviously, that's not the case now, but it, it would have been. I would have kept doing my thing for as long as it, it took to get the right team. Awesome. Well, good. Anything else that you want to add? Otherwise, I think if no. people take those takeaways to their interviewing process, I think the quality of your new hires goes way up. There's not all of these questions that's, that happen after you've already given them an offer right, to start. Right. We're all starting on a great spot. And then you just continue to evolve and, and grow the business together through training, through marketing, through all the things that right. come along with being a great salon owner. Now I've at least got the right people in place to actually carry out that vision. Yeah. It makes the work environment so, so much more relaxed and, uh, and in a good energy. Um, and so you take the pressure off in the interview, you know, you, you, you kind of give them a little bit the balls in their court a little bit. They can kind of pick and choose what they may or may not want, whether it fits or not. We'll decide that, or the salon owner will decide that, but it's nice to know what they're thinking right out the gate. There's right. then, then we don't have to wonder, like I'm going to make them an offer. I wonder if that's enough. I wonder if that they're going right. to accept that. Like, no, that this is what they told me they wanted. I'm going to give it to them. Right. You know, so it makes it a lot less pressure and a lot easier to hire the right, the right team. Hire the right team. Hire the right team. Yes. Don't rush yeah. it. Thanks again for tuning in to The Entrepreneur. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us all social medias. Yes. You can check us out on YouTube. Thank you again. Have a great week.
Bye.